Biden finally does the right thing. I guess it's better late than never. Gas prices hit record highs, and the Biden administration has absolutely no solutions, even though one is hitting them right in the faces. And our elites keep reminding us how much more they know than you. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Running a little bit late today. That's because uh, somebody has decided to blast music next door. And I finally did some tests on it to see what it would sound like. And apparently it doesn't sound like much of anything. Not to mention we have a lot of wind. So you may be hearing some things other than my voice. That might be okay. That might be okay for you. But I don't know. For me, it bothers me. Try and do this pretty much right. Okay, so Joe Biden has finally... With all the bipartisan pressure they have put on him, has finally pulled the trigger. Listen. Today I'm announcing the United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. That means Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports and the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. Now, we're going to talk about gas prices in a few minutes because this is going to raise gas again and gas is getting out of control right now i know that it has gone up almost a dollar since last week and it's going to go up again um so we we will talk about that but this is something that biden needed to do i will say good for him better late than never this should have been done before uh, Russia invaded because Russia's stuck now. They're going to have to stay. They're going to have to see this through and they're going to have to win or there's going to have to be one hell of an off ramp for them to leave Ukraine right now. They are right now. They're, they're getting their butts kicked. The world is dumping arms and planes and everything on Ukraine. So this is good. This, this war cannot end unless Biden has some sort of off-ramp, and I don't see an off-ramp. I mean, their economy is already thrown completely to the wolves. So we'll have to see what happens. Now, should this raise our gas prices a lot? Not too much. Oil makes up about, uh, Russian oil makes up about 7% of all the oil imports that we have. So it's, it's not like Russia is giving us tremendous amounts of oil, but it is going to be a fair amount, and I wouldn't be shocked if I go out with Josie tonight to go work out and I see gas prices have gone up another 10 to 20 cents. So we are going to see it. Uh, the president said that this decision comes after consulting European allies. Now, Europe is not really all that in, into this. New, um, excuse me. Great Britain has decided they're going to join the Allies. They are going to join the United States, and they're going to ban Russian oil. Germany and the rest of the EU, which gets 40% of oil from Russia, thanks to that stupid Greta Thunberg Green New Deal BS that she basically helped push Europe towards, 40% came from Russia, and they just can't turn it off. It's something for them. It's going to have to be slower. Uh, Germany admitted that. They'd love to cancel uh, German uh, Russian oil. They just can't do it because they will end up with no energy. That's why last week they stated that they're going to create their own reserves, which is great. That's great. 
But you can see how this Green New Deal has affected the world. This this green initiative, the Save the Climate Baloney, has saved has ruined the world. Because people, countries like Russia and China don't care about that. Obviously, China doesn't care about it. They're the leading producer of carbon in the world. They have the largest footprint in the world. No one's bitching at China to do that. But why isn't Greta Thunberg in China? Well, we know why she's not in China telling them, yelling at them, because they'll just ignore her. So uh, England, like I said, England is joining in on this. Uh, they expect they are going to ban Russian oil immediately, starting today. The United States... I, there was, during his speech today, Biden didn't really say when we were going to stop pulling oil from them. I was, I would assume, it's just an assumption, that it is going to be, uh, it is going to be today. But we'll have to see about this. So, be prepared to pay more at the pump. I don't think this is a real surprise. But this is really the only thing we can do to stay out of war and help Ukraine. We really there really is very little we can do. Send them arms, send them dro armed drones, send them missile systems, send them planes. There was another deal done today which caught the Biden administration completely su by surprise is that Poland had ex decided to accept our offer to um to send we send them F16s. I think I mentioned F19s. It is F16s which are our, our older planes, to uh, Poland, and Poland would send their MiG-29s to Ukraine. Now, how fast that's going to happen, I don't know, because you you still, they're in Polish. Ukrainians do know how to fly those planes, but there are some stuff that have to be done on those planes before they can actually take to the air and fight. So we're going to have to see how that all works. And by the way, the Biden administration, they did make that offer to Poland, but apparently Poland made the announcement before they told the United States. It just shows you how ineffectual the United States, are, our government is right now. How lacking of respect other countries have for the United States. The Poles decide to accept the United States offer and don't even bother telling the United States about it. I mean, it's like we're an afterthought in this whole thing. But anyway, gas prices, uh, they've gone up again. In my neck of the woods, they went from 519 to 539 just yesterday. Mind you, gas was at 455 a gallon about a week ago. And when this whole mess, when Biden took office, they were just over $3. They were, it was uh, about three, I think it was 334 or something like that. So we've had a lot of fun with the gas prices. Joe Biden is getting just a load of heat from the United States. Not only from politicians, but also from uh, people. And it's showing in his poll numbers about not drilling in the United States, not drilling on federal lands, canceling the Keystone Pipeline, going to Venezuela and Iran to try and get oil, asking Saudi Arabia, countries that hate us, asking them to send more oil. Well, he wanted to make sure in his speech today, he wanted to make it clear that he had nothing to do with there being lower drilling in the United States. Listen. Look, let me be clear about uh, two other points. First, it's simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. That's simply not true. Okay, that's just an absolute lie. 
That's an absolute lie. His goal, and he said this before, is to end all fossil fuels in the United States. He'd, he, he said this during the debates, the 2020 Democratic debates. Listen, listen to what he said. Then we're going to talk about what he's talking, because he keep talking about this 9,000 open leases that no one's drilling on. There's a reason no one's drilling on him. But listen to his debate. He told us he was going to end fossil fuels. Number one, no more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. Folks, none of this stuff is an accident. We're even hearing from far-right we're hearing from conservatives like Ben Shapiro who are finally saying, yeah, it's not looking like this is an accident anymore. It's not an accident. They are trying to save the planet and ruining our way of life. They see that, the elites see that as the path to go. They, but here's the problem the left has. They destroy, like they're destroying our energy infrastructure, but they don't know how to build they don't know what to replace. They don't know how to fill the void that we're going to need. Solar and wind en energy have an efficiency of like 10%. And they all depend on the weather. We know it doesn't work because we saw what happened in Texas last winter. Texas went completely down because they did rely on solar and wind. It's not like they're replacing it with anything. You know, we could go clean. We could go clean. We could go natural gas, which does, puts nothing in the atmosphere. Or nuclear, which is extremely safe. It's been used everywhere right now. Europe was all nuclear before they went green. And it doesn't put anything into the air. And we, re we remember that. You need more? Well, here's Jennifer Gradenholm back in November before Russia attacked uh, Ukraine before energy went to the mind-numbing numbers that they are, that it is today, mind-numbing prices that it is today, and you can tell with her reaction to this and her answer, they really don't have a plan. So here's Jennifer Granholm, who is the energy secretary. She's the head of energy production. Yeah, go figure this. In Sturgis, Michigan, it is $2.89 a gallon. I guess that's better than in California. What is the grand home plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that is hilarious. Would that I had the magic wand on this. As you know, of course, uh, oil is a global market. It is controlled by a cartel. That cartel is is called OPEC, and they made a decision yesterday that they were not going to increase beyond what they were already planning. What the hell is so funny about that question? The reporter, who I think was on MSNBC, was basically saying people can't afford to fill their cars. And then he admits it's worse in California. And this was when gas was a dollar cheaper. And she's laughing about people struggling. They're not planning on increasing drilling. They're not. They don't care about people's lifestyles. They have said this. You see, there's articles all over the Internet about how we need to tone down our expectations 
in the future because we've got to save the world. And waving a magic wand? She's the damn energy secretary. Isn't that her job to know this stuff? And if she and the administration do not know what to do, why do they continually destroy the industry without yet saying, okay, this is our plan to come back? Jen Psaki, she she showed a lot of compassion about this whole thing in a press conference yesterday. Again, I believe this was either a CNN writer or an MSNBC writer, but this was not a right-wing writer. This wasn't a Fox News. Don't worry. Peter Ducey takes care of her in a, a few minutes after that. Here's what she said when she was being when she's being faced with comments by regular people just filling up their gas tanks. I want to read to you, if I could, Jen, some comments from people we've met at gas stations today. One woman saying, I just never imagined to see the cost of gas be this high. Another said, it's a huge stressor to my financial situation. A huge stressor. It's kind of like something I've stressed about, like, during the day, will I be able to afford gas? How much money do I have? What is the White House, what is the President's message to Americans who are going to the gas station today and seeing prices so high? Well, the president's message is that he's going to do everything we can, everything he can, to reduce the impact on the American people, including uh, the price of gas at the tank. What is also true is that because of the actions of President Putin, because he invaded a sovereign country, that created instability in the markets. That is something the president talked about even before uh, Russia and President Putin move forward with their actions. Uh, but we have already taken steps. The president has already taken steps. Historic release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, one that's done in a coordinated fashion. And clearly we will continue to have conversations with large oil producers and suppliers around the world about how to mitigate the impact. and and consider domestic options as well. You know, I got to tell you, I, I am shocked that Jen Psaki is still press secretary and hasn't resigned yet. I, she must just love the attention, but she really is terrible at this. And she's getting worse. She's not even hiding the ball. Wait till we get to this Peter, the Peter Ducey questions, because he, he heard this. He asked his questions after, and he ripped her. But... There's a lot to unpack, and that's that's why it was so long because I wanted. She said a lot of stuff, which is just insane. Uh, first off, Joe Biden is doing everything he can. Really? Could he encourage drilling by opening up more drilling on federal lands and offshore? He's not doing that. Could he lower regulations on drilling to encourage more development? They keep talking about. Well, there are 9,000 leases out there and nobody's drilling. No one's using those 9,000. You know why? Exxon said this. Exxon said this. Shell said this. Uh, BP said this. There are so many regulations to use those leases that it doesn't make it profitable to even go in and try to drill. That's why they're not drilling on the lands. I heard this again today. Lower the regulations. Let them drill on the lands. Drilling is safe. We have the technology. Drilling is clean. Unlike Russian oil and Chinese oil, which is really dirty oil, Venezuela, Venezuela doesn't even have an oil infrastructure anymore. I just found read about that today. 
in the Wall Street Journal. We could open this up. What about the XL pipeline? You could open that up a little bit and make it more efficient for oil from Canada to get to the United States. Be a lot cheaper. A lot cleaner oil in Canada. They don't want to do that. I mean, he couldn't. Biden was chomping at the bit to cancel the X, uh, Keystone XL pipeline. And by the way, the other thing to unpack here, this is going to be the new narrative. Putin created the gas prices. It's the, the gas the price at the gas pump, that's all Putin's fault. Well, I got some news for you. Prices for gas were going up 40% well before Putin invaded Ukraine. You, uh, Putin invaded Ukraine, folks, 12 days ago. Gas prices were high 14 days ago. Now they're astronomical. And this is, this is the Biden administration's fault. We didn't need to go through this. We could have just left what Trump set up he didn't have to touch anything. Leave what Trump set up, and we wouldn't we wouldn't even notice. Maybe our our gas would have gone up a nickel. We were energy independent. We didn't need Russian oil. Technically, we don't need it today. We don't need Saudi oil. We don't need Iranian oil. We don't need Venezuelan oil. We can we have our own. But he effed that up. Uh, and by the way, this this thing. Oh, okay. He received. He released oil from the reserves. Okay, he released 60 million barrels of oil from the reserve. The United States uses 20 million barrels a day. Can you do the math? It's three days worth of oil. He, he did this. He said he did this back in November before Thanksgiving, right? When his poll numbers started dying. Oh yeah, I released 120,000 barrels of oil. Or 120 million barrels of oil. 120 billion, that's six days of oil. It was nothing. It didn't affect gas prices. It's not going to affect gas prices. And then you know what it'll say? Well, the oil companies are screwing you. I I released 60 million barrels of oil. It, it should have gone down. I mean, he's he said that before. He said it again. He said it today that he's he's targeting oil companies for gouging. You know, here's a question for you. Why weren't they gouging under Trump? They're only gouging under Obama or under Biden. Well, Obama, Biden, same thing. Because I think Obama complained the same thing about the same thing when he was president and they raised oil. And then he's negotiating with producers and suppliers. Those producers and suppliers are Venezuela, who, by the way, can't produce oil right now. That government screwed things up so badly that the country with the most oil in the Western Hemisphere can't produce any oil. With Saudi Arabia, who hates Biden, and they don't particularly like the United States. With Iran, who, come on, they want to destroy the United States. Why, why, by the way, why is it, why is it that this administration, they always look to enrich the countries that hate us? Oh, we got to get, the. we talked about the Iran nuclear deal. That's coming. They're still negotiating that. They even, they even announced it. Now they're, they're quieter about it because this is not going to help Biden at all. I mean, there is no reason to get into a nuclear deal with Iran now simply to get their oil because Iran's already got the nuclear material. They're done. And then there's no checks on them and we give them a lot of money. Yeah, no, 
That's not going to work. Well, anyway, her answer did set Peter Ducey off, and he went right after Saki, and I don't think any of his questions were out there. Just through other means. So it actually would have nothing to do with the current supply imbalance. So gas prices are approaching an all-time high per gallon. How high would they have to get before President Biden would say, I'm going to set aside my ambitious climate goals and just increase domestic oil production, get the producers to drill more here, and we can address the fossil fuel future later? Well, again, Peter, the U.S. produced more oil this past year than in President Trump's first year. Next year, according to the Department of Energy, we will produce more oil than ever than ever before. Those are those are the facts in terms of oil production. And again, right now there are 9,000 unused approved permits to drill onshore. So I think you're misidentifying what the actual issue is. But if we're looking to the future and what how what we can do to prevent this from being a challenge in future crises, the best thing we can do is reduce our dependence on fossil fuels and foreign oil uh, because that will help us uh, have a, a reliable source of energy so that we're not worried about gas prices going up because of the whims of a foreign dictator. Right. And you guys think that asking Saudi Arabia or Venezuela or Iran is reducing our dependence on foreign oil? That's actually, I just outlined each of those specific scenarios and the range of part discussions that we're having. So there it comes out. She says it straight out. She says, hey, people have to stop using oil. That's what. She, that's where she's going. That's where her head is. That's where the Biden administration's head is. That's why they're not all that concerned about the, the raising prices. This is part of the deal. It's to get us off of oil. Well, unfortunately, heating homes, electricity, uh, transportation, getting food into stores, filling shelves... That's part, oil does a lot of that, and we're not, we do not have the technology to replace it right now. I would be one who would love to get rid of, uh, would love to have alternative energy. And we have, we have natural gas. We have uh, nuclear power. It can create everything we need. They don't want to use that. And so all we're left with is oil. And I got news for you. We are using less and less and less oil over time than we've ever used oil. It's more efficient. Great book, Apocalypse Never, by Michael Schellenberger. Talks about that. Oil is being used less, and he's a leftist. He was on, he was a Greenpeace guy. And he's saying oil is not as being used as much as everyone makes it out to be. That we are actually producing. We are producing more oil and we are using less because the technology knows how to use it. Until we decide to use other technologies that we know are 100% efficient, and forget the wind and solar crap, which isn't efficient, we are stuck where we are. And so, again, the comment about producing more oil than Trump's first year is very misleading. Uh, Trump canceled just about every regulation for drilling and that the Obama administration put in through executive order. That's why he could do that. Biden can't say we are drilling more. Uh, Biden won't be able to say that in his second term, in his second year. They'll be drilling less the second year and, and pulling more oil out. And 
I know she says, well, it's projected that they're, we're, we're going to be... Dr-. No, projections mean at the current pace. The current pace, with all the regulations, it's going to go down, not up. We were right on the precipice of being energy independent. If we were not energy independent under Trump, we were exporting oil. That's how much oil we had. And that oil, we had that much oil because of financial things and things like that. But we did, we did, had so much oil, we didn't know what to do with it. So we started, we started exporting it. I already talked about the 9,000 permit thing. That's just asinine. And everyone says it. And her last statement is the rub. I, I think that is the one thing we need to really focus on is, and she says it again. We need to stop using oil. That's really what it comes down to. We, the people, need to stop using oil. Because, let's face it, the elites, they're not going to have to stop using oil. They're going to be able to afford whatever they want. We're going to get there. They're going to be able to afford oil. They're going to be able to afford... I mean, as Stephen Colbert says, and I'm already throwing... I'm already giving you a little hint. uh, He'll pay $15 for gas. Yeah, Stephen Colbert is worth $75 million. Uh, meanwhile, I can't afford that. This is all about big government. This isn't about saving the planet. No one believes that the planet's going to be destroyed in 10 years. They've been saying that since the, the 50s, 60s, by the way. That the world's going to die in, in 10 years. Yeah, I know. It's going to freeze. It's going to get hot. It's going to freeze again. Yeah, I, I know. I know. And then that's why it went from global cooling to global warming to finally climate change because it was supposed to be warming and then it started cooling whatever i mean if they really thought there was going to be a huge problem they'd really be pissing on china and india cuz those guys are producing far more carbon emissions than we are i mean greta thunberg would be going over to china and saying well i wonder why she doesn't go to china and start screaming at them, how dare you? I, but yeah. The problem with the United States, the problem with the Biden administration, the problem they're not going all out like they did in Europe is we've got that little thing called, that little piece of paper called the Constitution, and he can't do it. He's trying, he's trying to get rid of the Constitution. Don't think the attacks on the second, first amendment, second amendment, all of that, those amendments they are attacking isn't on purpose. They are trying, packing the Supreme Court, ending the filibuster. Don't think that isn't something that they're thinking about. Ending our way of life is their goal because when they end our way of life, the government can become the mother, the family member, the patriarch, and then they have control and they got to take away our way of life that's what their goal is okay but peter Ducey wasn't done with her and he went right after again listen to this would president biden ever undo his executive order that stopped the construction of the keystone xl pipeline are you suggesting that would solve the gas prices issue? Well, do you think that that would maybe affect prices faster than getting the whole country off of fossil fuels? I actually don't think it would. Uh, the Keystone uh, was not an oil field. It's a pipeline. Yeah. Also, the oil is continuing to flow in just through other means. So it actually would have nothing to do with the current supply imbalance. 
Okay, once again, Jen Psaki is full of crap. Uh, gas prices are based on speculation. So if you put in the pipeline and you allow uh, drilling of oil, speculators will say oil will go down and gas prices will go down. That's that's how it works. It's always worked. I I'm I don't I don't invest in anything, and I know that it's economics 101. So you build the Keystone pipeline, and then oil can go through that pipeline in a year that's going to drop oil prices 50% in the United States, well, yeah, then they're, they're going to sit back and the speculators are going to say, yeah, oil's going to go down. If you combine the pipeline with the oil fields in Canada, you get a more efficient way of actually getting more oil, cleaner oil, into the country. And the stupid thing is, well, the pipeline is an oil field. Okay, a great analogy I heard today. I think it was on the Shapiro show. A sink is not a source of water. But you don't break the sink. Right? You still have the water if you break the sink. But you don't go breaking the sink because then the water goes becomes inefficient at that point. Those other means she's also talking about are not safe. Trucks get into car accidents, spill the oil all over the road. Ships, well, ships hit rocks. Ships sink. And oil ends up all over, all over the ocean. By the way, isn't that what they're saying is the big problem with those things? Why we got to get rid of oil? Because... Trucks crash and, and ships sink and they end up killing, I don't know, the Tweety Bird or whatever it is. All in all, the administration is not serious about this crisis. And they really just don't care about our way of life. They think we need to adjust our expectations when it comes to our way of life. And by the way, just how unserious are they? Pretty unserious. So let's take a look at some... Some things. Yesterday, Kamala Harris and Pete Buttigieg had a press conference talking about gas prices, and it went about as well as it could be expected from these two because these two are complete freaking morons. Uh, here's Pete Buttigieg telling us that we should just all go out and buy electric cars. And by the way, he this isn't the first time he said that. He said it about a month ago, and people made fun of him then. So what does he do? He double downs on it. Listen, listen to uh, uh, Pete Budgett. Clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the American people as well. Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so that people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. First, I, I have a hard time taking serious a guy who took two months for paternity leave so he could help his husband care for two adopted kids. But that goes without saying. Let's talk about electric vehicles for a second. First off, the affordable electric vehicles lose about 30% of their range in cold weather. Uh, by the way, when do you need transportation most? Cold weather. Because you can't walk. It's a pain to wait for a bus or a train while you're while you're freezing your tuchus off. By the way, a lot of the cars are not affordable. Even the ones that are considered affordable, they still cost between thirty and forty thousand dollars a year. Uh, thirty to forty thousand dollars. A Prius is 
about the cheapest we we're going to get and it's it's not even electric it's a hybrid and it still costs kind of a ton of money there they will also take forever to charge and then what you're not paying in gasoline you're paying in electricity i remember in my last job there was a, a guy who had an electric vehicle he, he plugged it into the factory i worked where i worked and they told him he needed to knock it off because he was he was costing them electricity they actually recognized that their electricity went up because he was charging his electric car. And by the way, the cars that don't lose range, the cars that are just like gas cars, Teslas, they cost at least $60,000 per car. I, and then we got to talk about, about the batteries. Batteries are made from cobalt. Where does the United States get its cobalt from? China. Why do these guys always try to enrich communist dictatorships? They always try to do this. Well, it gets worse. Here's Kamala Harris. You knew this was going to be good. Here's Kamala Harris. I, I don't know when she got the idea she needed to talk to everyone like they were kindergartners, but she does. Listen to this load of tripe. Imagine a future. The freight trucks that deliver bread and milk to our grocery store shelves and the buses that take children to school and, and parents to work. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong and allow our economy to grow. Imagine that they produced zero emissions. Well, you all imagined it. That's why we're here today. Because we have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been and then to make the possible actually happen if chad's li li listening to this you know i gotta like it but jesus christ are you serious what world are these people living in imagine and it shall come are we to click our ruby slippers at the heels and repeat i wish my car was electric and it will happen Oh, my Lord, this is fantasy land. But this is the belief of the left. We should do all do what they do. And if we can't, then we should go without. If you have a car with a combustion engine and can't afford an electric car, then you shouldn't have a car. If truckers can't afford the gas it takes to take the inventory they have to grocery stores, then those shelves should just remain empty. And you see this in article after article. It's the people who should lower their expectations. We had it too good. We shouldn't expect to have it too good. Yeah, that will work. Run on that. And the thing is, they are running on this, which is why they are going... This, this catastrophe... Yes, it's not all Joe Biden's fault. I'm sure we'll hear about that. But this catastrophe is going to kill them in in November. But you need more examples of how the elites know better than you? Well, listen to Stephen Colbert on his show last night. <laughs> Russia has been hit with a series of crippling sanctions, and it looks like there's more to come because the U.S. 
and its European allies are now discussing banning imports of Russian oil. Take that, Putin. We're not going to buy our gas from a war criminal. We're going to buy it from the good guys, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> but it's going to cost. Since the invasion, oil prices have skyrocketed. Today, the average gas price in America hit an all-time record high of over $4 per gallon. Okay, that stings, but a clean conscience is worth a buck or two. I'm willing to pay. It's important. It's important. I'm willing to pay $4 a gallon. Hell, I'll pay $15 a gallon because I drive a Tesla. The only thing I find funny about that that statement, I mean, outside of the fact he was right uh, that we're buying oil from the worst people in the world, but it never enters his comic routine, if you can call it that, that we could be producing it here. That never, that's not a thing for him. But what I think is funny is the audience laughing at him. Because here's a newsflash. His audience, yeah, they're not Stephen Colbert. I would even say most of the audience, most of his audience can't afford a Tesla like Stephen Colbert can. I would bet most of his audience isn't worth $75 million like Stephen Colbert is, or make $16 million a year like Stephen Colbert does. He can afford a Tesla. Why can't you afford a Tesla? Why can't we afford Teslas? Yeah. We should take these people serious. They don't care. They don't. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the don't say gay bill, which isn't really all that gay. Uh, has nothing to do with gayness, but apparently that's a thing. So take care. Have a good night. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>